Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast, officially our first podcast of the season. Uh, we did a couple of podcasts last week about the takeover live. You can check those out on our YouTube channel and usually now on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for Wolves Fancast. So this is the official first podcast of the season. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Adam Price. Hello. We've got Hoops. Hello. And we've got Ben Husband. Hello. It's been, once again, quite a dramatic few days in the world of Wolves. Last Friday night, we all perhaps tucked into bed, perhaps all going out uptown, checked Twitter and saw that Wolves had sacked Kenny Jacket at 11 o'clock at night. Bizarre. A few hours later, we were wondering who will the new Wolves manager be? Could it be Steve Bruce? Could it even be Andre Villas-Boas? But then, out of nowhere, former Italian, Italian 90, Italian goalkeeper legend Walter Zenga took over the post. Uh, on this podcast, we'll be talking about Jacket, Zenga. We're going to be talking about the transfers that happened over the last few days. And by the time you listen to this, there's probably been even more that we've missed. And we're going to be trying our best to look ahead to this season and what could happen. Uh, before we get into everything, gentlemen, um, how have you felt over the last few days? It's been... Literally refreshing Twitter every single moment. I have no F5 button. No. <laughs> Just install one on your phone. <laughs> I'll put an order for a replacement F5 button on my works keyboard. <laughs> no, sorry, I don't, I don't break no, no, no. no. <laughs> no. Sorry, that from the middle. You're an efficient worker. <laughs> uh, it's been a bit of a blur, hasn't it? Because, I mean, we've not been. This is the first time. Well, I'm not used to this sort of level of. Um, mm media exposure and, and all what's going on so just trying to take it all in it has been a bit of a whirlwind um, just trying to get your head around all what Ferguson's plans are and what with a new guy coming in jacket going um, yeah it's just been a bit a little bit mad hasn't it yeah. a little bit mad it's been it's been, uh, it's been crazy it's it, I was I was just smiling when you were talking about it was all tucked up in bed on a Friday night I was just imagining this Fan cast bed with our <laughs> walls pajamas on, our bobble hat, like a Walkman while he's sketching. Good night, good night, good night, good night. But yeah, I think we were sort of sending messages around on Friday night when the news was um, was uh, um, broken. Uh, broken, yeah. yeah in, in regards to uh, to jacket, and then where'd you pick up the pieces from there? So um, it's anything but dull. So um, I'm sure we'll go into detail about the many parts and perhaps not even cover the. The basis of what's gone on over the last few days, um, it's going to be eventful. Yeah. And wait and see. <laughs> ben, uh, what are you, how, how you feeling? Well, since Friday night, I've gone from absolute elation to scared. I've gone from thinking we're going to win the Prem within two years to be playing in the conference within three. Uh, and now I'm pretty content. So, so like I, every season, <laughs> essentially <laughs> every. <laughs> Um, let's go on to Kenny Jacket then. Uh, now, at the start of the week, it seemed to suggest that Kenny Jacket was going to stay for the foreseeable future. She seemed to suggest he was going to back him, which was a bit confused by everyone else, especially with the Lopetegui rumours that were circling around. And then, out of nowhere, on Friday night, 11 o'clock, Kenny Jacket leaves the club. So what is Kenny Jacket's legacy at Wolves? What should we think of his time? We all thought this was going to come, but perhaps not as quickly and in the press conference she just when he was asked about it he just seemed to go well yeah just he almost said he just rethought about it yeah. and decided to let him go but we're in a few years time no matter what happens how will you all look back at Kenny Jacket at Wolves what will, you, what will your opinion of him be he's got us back in a better position than he found us um, but the main thing is the time was 
right for him to go probably seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And I think the takeover's probably done Jacket a favour because I think he probably should have got sacked last year and now he's going to walk out and walk straight into another job because of the consensus of opinion around mm-hmm. it. Whereas if he'd have just gone in January, February, it's a different sort of dismissal. Mm-hmm. So I think it's done him a favour, if anything. But first two years, mm-hmm. I've got absolutely nothing but respect for the job he did. So. It's almost like a bit of a... Um, it was a horses for courses type of appointment, wasn't it? Where we were at the time in League One, we needed a guy who could get us out, and he's, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. He can do that. But then... Is he actually the guy that you want to try and get you promoted to the Premier League? I, I don't. I don't think he's got the capabilities. He nearly did it. Didn't he nearly he? did it. Nearly. He was going off the back. I mean, that was partly down to the players we had at the time. And we have to be honest and a bit balanced to say in his third season he wasn't helped by what was going on, sale of players and injuries. Um, but he, you never got that feeling about him, did you? That that he he could take us up. I I didn't get that feeling that he could be the sort of guy who. Really had the tactical nose to get us up. I mean, a lot of fans are baffled by his match decisions sometimes, yeah. sub- substitutions or black there. Well, that was probably one of his biggest downfalls yeah. that season was just the yeah. substitutions and team selections. Even with a bet, got us up record points. Second year, he nearly nearly made it on that wave of well, riding the crest of the wave at the time. But um, it was probably the right time. It was the right time for him to go. He did his job what he needed to go. But now we need someone better in who can take us forward I, th- I think for me I think he followed you know the maverick I suppose in Selbach and a bit of an, an experiment which didn't quite go to plan and then obviously um, Saunders <laughs> let's probably skirt over Saunders but you know in, in a nutshell and, and perhaps you know at the back of McCarthy's signings particularly those on long term contracts the O'Hara's the world Johnson's the world and the now infamous sort of bomb squad as it was and I think at the point in Jacket came in, he was the steady safe pair of hands and I think a lot of people alluded at the time that the fans and the club were so far removed away from each other, there was a real disharmony within the club, you know, players on big wages and, and, and the players who, who were aware of the doors and the Johns of this world and I think, um, so the O'Hara's more so, I think we needed somebody who was steady, who reunited the club and that's that's what he essentially did and he went back to basics and brought players through the likes of McDonald who went on to do a good job for us and yeah he became very close but I think certainly last season let's be absolutely honest it was tough going and I think we saw his limitations and I think generally a lot of people were of the opinion that he took us as far as he could so you know, people will look at the, the last season, but absolutely credit where it's due. We were in a tough place. People will perhaps say, with the budget that he had in the division that we were in, um, he should have got us promoted. But we all know there's, there's teams similar to us who've spent a lot of time in that division and not got promoted. So he, he did, he did, you know, a, a decent job. But absolutely, I mean, his position for me, I said on the last. Uh, Fancast was untenable because we know he wasn't the man um, the new ownership wanted, and so it was only a matter of time. So I wasn't I wasn't surprised, a little surprised at the actual appointment, and we'll, we'll go on to to Mr Zenger in a moment, as I think many of us was. But Zenger, boys, <laughs> I just felt it was a bit like with the takeover, it was a bit like getting a brand new Porsche and then having an eighty-five year old 
driving it. That was that was the way I felt about it. Something really, really exciting, and then just a dull person at the front well, of it. That's what kind of there's all this optimism and all this kind of excitement about the takeover, and it almost brought everything back down to reality when Jackie got confirmed. But you know, we could have still been the right man. You don't know with money behind him, but because there was that appeal of Lopetegui and this. Spanish hipster mm. and people kind of real oh disappointed oh jacket yay jacket so, so we've got a hipster still yeah we're still classing the hipster category so jacket was the kind of the right man at the right time in a sense we and I remember when we first deployed him I remember thinking oh we got this guy in like really is this, is this the mm. guy but it was almost after he spoke which I think we'll, we'll talk about Zenga I, I kind of felt a bit more reassured about the person at the end of the day it was the results that did the justice. Oh, yeah. I think when he came in, if you'd have told me in three years' time, he came in at League One, if he'd have left us 14th in the Championship, I'd have said that's pretty much what I'd have expected yeah, him yeah. to do in the job. Not done anything exceedingly great, not done anything too bad. That would be my legacy for him. Penny Jacket, long gone for now, but we'll always remember him. Always remember him. Um, well, let's go straight forward to our, our new head coach, as uh, a mm-hmm. former Italian goalkeeping legend. Walter Zenger. Now, in the morning, it was, as I said before, Steve Bruce, Andre Villas Boas, Marcus Silva were all on the odds favourites. And then, just before it was announced, all of a sudden, odds on favourite was this Walter Zenger. And we were all thinking, who? Check your Google, check your history, please no. <laughs> Five minutes later, he's announced as a new manager. It's now Walter uh, is a former Sampdoria manager, he's managed in the Middle East and, uh, and Dubai for many years. He's had a very chequered managerial past. Um, what did we all think initially when we first saw the news? Well, did anyone really ex- was there, were people genuinely expecting us to appoint Andre Villas Barris? There was there was, <laughs> there was a, a little, no one, yeah. there was a little bit of me that thought yeah. No one really expected that. Really anyway, no. Um, yes, my eyebrows were thoroughly raised when <laughs> I had the, uh, the the notification ping through. Well, what does that? I mean, I know who he is. I didn't. I didn't like have to. Check up on him, but I, I, I knew I knew Walter Zenger, the player. Yeah, I did not know Walter Zenger, the manager. I'm, I'm not old enough to know Walter Zenger, the player. Oh, Zinger, Zinger, sign his old. I mean, <laughs> I'm not mature enough. <laughs> to know Walter Zenger, I haven't the watched the Italian. We still be with no maturity. I just like to watch my Italian anti videos. That's yeah. all. Um, yeah, I had no idea of his managerial history, so that was a quick check on Wikipedia and Google, what have you, and then. That's when um, sort of the hopes come crashing down a bit. A little bit. I thought, oh, really? This guy? And then you, you look through and you think, yeah, he's had 16 clubs in 18 years. Something like that. Mm. That's not good. Um, You've got your little stats here, have you? No, it's all in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and only, well, I did have to look up, only two of these 18 clubs has he ever gone beyond 16 games. Yeah. That's a bit of a concern. But he obviously, as he alluded to in his press conference that there are reasons why um, he's had such a short tenure at some of these clubs but I mean he has what's he won he's won the Romanian league high, high class of league 2004 mm-hmm. with Stero yeah. Bucharest and he's done he done the double in Serbia the league and cup double with Red Star Belgrade and that's it that was 10 years ago yeah, yeah. so um, yeah it, it, does, it has come a bit out of left field but He's, he's probably the, the polar opposite of Jacket in probably every single way, mm. I think. Which, can only, which for some people, I was just, a good thing. I was just firmly in there, anyone but Jacket can at this point. <laughs> so, I they could have put anyone. They could have put 
the tramp that used to live on the ring road and I'd have still been happy. <laughs> Would have been great for Think he managed in the Romanian league, didn't he? <laughs> 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 it's not... But I guess what we're hoping for then is someone... What Zenga could be like era Carlos Carvajal. He could, he had a similar history mm. to... Zenga, and he, I mean, Carvajal didn't actually have, before he took the job at Shepherd Wednesday, he was inactive for three years. His last job was in 2012, some Turkish team, I don't know who it was. And he's come in and took them to sixth, so clinging, you know, clutching straws here, yeah. perhaps a little bit, but we're hoping he can be more like him. Um, perhaps he just needs a good coach, and that's what we need, just a good coach to coach just a lot of players. The transfers are obviously being taken care of elsewhere, so. It is a coach now that they need, yeah. it's not a yeah. manager. Yeah, yeah. And, I've, and I think that's that's the key and I, and I, I think I, I mentioned this previously and Ben's absolutely right it is all about the coach because ultimately you know how much involvement will the head coach have in recruiting players probably very little it will be a case of Mendes Farewell and Andrea Booty is the, the new uh, general manager always right yeah. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that What's his role? Team, team operation. Yeah. Which, mm. on a, a little subsection quickly till we come back around, mm. surprise Elwell hasn't gone. Oh, or, yeah. whether, or whether Booty is the man to boot out Elwell oh, eventually. Yeah. 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 Just bedding in, yeah. just bedding in, and then you'll say, oh, I'll have those keys. Yeah, I'm in. very surprised he's kept his job. Yeah, extremely. Sorry, Roy, carry on. No, not, not at all. I, th- I think, it, as you say, I, He's the figure figurehead, uh, Walter is, but ultimately I think it's more about the players that he'll have to work with him. I take the point of perhaps, you know, whilst he is a journeyman manager and, and the, the point Price made about the Sheffield Wednesday manager, but I think what scares most of us, let alone him himself, is just how volatile this character seems to be. And it could be amazing and it could be a lot of fun, yeah. but I think genuinely people are a little bit fearsome that if things don't go according to plan, how is he going to get on with the board? How is he going to get on with the players? What's his man management skills like? I mean, as, as you say, you talk about the credentials, you know, this is a guy who's played in the World Cup. Um, he's won the title with um, Inter Milan. So the players will respect him on that level. But this type of manager who's so volatile... We don't know how that's going to go in the dressing room. He could inspire. He could inspire people, and people mm. might want to play for him. But um, it, like, like we've mentioned, he's the absolute mm. opposite to Jacket. So perhaps those who were in the camp who, you know, weren't a fan of him might warm to him. But he was um, also an actor for a short time. Well, I was yeah, going to say after yeah. he hanged up his boots in 1999, <laughs> uh, he joined a brief stint as an actor in the Italian soap opera Costanza. While stating Italian actress and lingerie model Horora Borselli. Fantastic. Well, there's some of things like that. Like the Italian Coronation Street. Yeah, I think so. He's got a outside of football reputation that if Wolves are doing well, you're thinking this is the greatest man alive. He's so good. Um, He also, uh, this is why we all pray for Tim Spears, because there was Mm. once a press conference (laughs) uh, when he was coaching Al Nazir in 2012 when a local reporter asked him a question and he apparently stood up and said, I will not answer this stupid question. I enjoy my football. You are nothing. You are nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like we were saying in Twitter, I was like, picture going around and Tim Spurs' first interview with, uh, with Zenga and that look in the sure. picture. The, the, sheer, the sheer death stare. I'm pretty sure word for word I've seen that tweeted at Tim Spurs by quite a lot of people anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
and there was also the also the quote that was going around about even saying wolves are the most popular team in Italy. Yeah. I, yeah. Feel, I feel like we need yeah. to now have an all expenses paid trip to Italy for <laughs> research, research yeah. purposes. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and I also see some stories about he was quite the ladies' man yeah. in football as yes. well. The, the one that interested me, um, and we'll probably put it on, online to get the full details, when he was playing towards the end of his career with I think, Revolution. And then he celebrated a goal and went into the crowd. Have you to heard ki- this? To oh, kiss yeah. his girlfriend at the time. And then play restarted and somebody tried to lob him. Unfortunately, it's standard American football. We are distracted now because we're just, for the purpose of the uh, podcast, being shown a picture of his, his good lady, which I'm sure is available for you to search. Yeah. Which, what um, brace, the braces are great. He plays a playboy role. <laughs> what, a what, why are we not embracing this? Let's just embrace him. Yeah. <laughs> I really if, if we're playing Zorta Bingo, I've got, I can't not just say this, I found out, because you've nicked all of my stats. But I had heard that story, the, uh, yeah. the American football one. He's also the fifth um, class knight of the Republic of Italy. So he may be our knight in China. I mean, so, he's bestowed upon him. I don't know the details. He's a fifth class knight. It's like an Italian honour. Like we have the OBEs and MBEs and everything. And it's an Italian honour. He's a knight. He's got a good... He's got a good look about him, hasn't he? He's got a politics look about him. Um, I was much more impressed when I seen him in the old spectacles. Yes. Mm. Rather than just oh, a yeah. big bruiser, I thought he's got a bit of mm. in this chap. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see his match day attire, whether he goes for some sort of classy suit. I'm thinking three-piece. Yeah, a waistcoat. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed for a three-piece. <laughs> Hope he's got like a timepiece oh. hanging, hanging in the top pocket as well. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't consult the board at the time. He pops at the timepiece and goes, ah, ten minutes to go. <laughs> I'm sold if he comes out with a waistcoat. <laughs> as, as the game finishes, he just gets his glasses out of his pocket, mm. puts them on and walks away. <laughs> glasses with a handle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had that, we had that, we, I mean, when I saw the appointment, and I know we'll talk about the press conference in a sec, and even after that, there's still a part of it that just thinks it still smacks of an appointment of a guy who's just going to be gone in three months. Yeah. Well, his track record would do that. Yeah, it? but you can see it almost looks like Sol Bakken. He's a hipster with all new players, brings in all new ideas. It starts off well, finishes badly. Then we have to bring in an English mm. or British manager to try everyone get back on course. And we go back to what we know again. I, I think. I think you know. There's no surprises that there's links with with Mr. X or Mendes, who we refer to. So, it you know, the, it kind of does feel a little bit of a friend for you know, friend for the boy sort of appointment. And also, I think a few people have alluded to the fact that it's almost as if potentially he's a caretaker manager that Jacket was never going to stop. He was never going to um, his face fit with the new owners. This guy was available. He's got a one-year contract, so they're not putting a lot of um, bets on him. And if it works, fantastic. But as you say, the fear is that we're going to be interchanging managers. You know, let's hope it works out for him. Because if he does, I, I am warm to the guy in terms of his character, his personality. Um, I see a lot of him, you know, and he seems a great guy. But I think this, we've got to be a little bit fearful based on his reputation. For me, I, I've said before, I, I would have, I would have gone for Bruce. Just for the track yeah. record purposes, I, I would have gone for him. So you couldn't see Bruce in Coronation yeah. Street, or could you? you couldn't do so. Steve Bruce at weddings. I'll have a look at that. Um, but yeah, they have an opp- opportunity to go out well, and get someone. Well, whether or not, yeah. whether or not that Bruce would have wanted to fit into the structure that we yeah. have got at the club, he might not. He may not have fancied that. I mean, he's had, he's had disagreements with the hall owners, hence he's left. He may not have liked how. Yeah. 
Hey, we're evidently doing things, which is we'll sort the players for you. You just coach them. You, might, on, you might want to bring his own players in. I'm on my own. Just there's just a bit of me where I think if we'd have got Bruce, it's similar to Jacket. Yeah, just, it was yeah. like, all these fancy foreign players that yeah. no one's really heard of, and then you just like Steve Bruce in charge. <laughs> it's just like slow it all back down. Well, that's always that dodge. Yeah, it's just yeah. It would it would have felt like Jacket Mark too. Yeah, but that's the reason why we didn't hire him four years ago because everyone thought he was too much like yeah, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, he's better. He's a much better. We didn't. Than we all know that Jacket, I just think he's got. He would, he's, if you want, if the aim is to get up ASAP, which is what they've said, a good bet. And no guarantees, but a good bet would have been Bruce. But yeah. he did have. But he doesn't. The best he, squad in, I think, the best squad by a long way last year, and only scrape promotion really. Yeah. He had the best squad by a considerable amount, amount I would say. Yeah. And would he didn't. Agree. He didn't blitz the league. Does I mean he still got up at the end of the day? Mm. I mean. He, at the end of the day, as long as, as long as it gets promotion, I don't think anyone would really mind. I want to go back to the, the press conference and the big quote I think that came out. So they asked him about his style, his philosophy, and he came out straight away with, uh, "The ball is never out and the game is never finished." Now I know he surely must understand the rules of football, <laughs> otherwise he'll be going, "No, it's not finished." But it, in some ways, it's a good mentality to say, basically, we're gonna just fight until the, the final breath. Really, we're gonna keep going. There's gonna be it's gonna be not rushed, but it's gonna be continuous, no breaks. Or go, he go. doesn't believe in ferrons. Yeah, all that, all that. <laughs> or golf just played loads of indoor football. <laughs> yeah. Bounce off the walls. But Moxley was there, which I, I kind of thought why well, right. he really need to be there. And I almost got mm. the impression it was very much of like, well, this is frozen now. Yeah, you don't ask me any questions. He did get a question directed to him about why did he say Jacket was the manager going forward? Now he was gone, and he literally just passed it straight off. Yeah. He said, direct it somewhere yeah. else. But apart from what did you think of um, the press conference with Zenga? What did you think of Shai's second appearance as well? Well, she, sorry, second appearance. Big fan of the way he kept referring to us as a wolf pack. Yeah. And he mentioned he like he was really went on with the analogy as well. <laughs> Let's all get drunk in Vegas. <laughs> Where's Roy? I thought Zenga come across well. I, I, I mentioned on, on Twitter this week. I think some of the press were kind of out for him. I think alluding to the fact that he's got he's had a lot of clubs over that that period of time, and you know I think they they directly said, well, do you feel your appointment is a risk? Which is a real strange question to the to the guy who's got got the job, and he was as you would expect from the early impressions we've got, he was quite bullish and quite um, on guard with that. And I think in regards to how his team will, will be set up, you would expect some of his traits and his aggression and his um, directness to come out. Um, but I think he handled himself well, considering the circumstances. I think that he was there to be sh- shot at for a lot of people. In a managerial sense, he was a bit of an unknown. And um, there were perhaps a lot of the press who warmed to Jacket, warmed to his style, and kind of were taking little pot shots at him. And I think he responded to it well. And I think what I've made mention of the fact is that, you know, there's a few accounts gone out there because of some of the quotes that he's made and perhaps they were lost in translation about being the biggest club in Italy that he may have become a little bit of a fun figure to some. Mm. But I think if he can turn that around and get everybody on side, um, people will warm to him. So uh, my first impression of the press conference was good. Uh, Everyone else? There'll be no dull interviews, will there? No, so, no. I mean, Jacket has his beige standard interview. Once you've still won Jacket interview, you saw them all, basically. Walter Zenge, I think we're going to have some fun. Yeah. We're going to have some fun times with his interviews, I think, going forward. What annoyed me slightly, like going back to uh, 
to what you've just said there about some of the questions they were asking. People haven't been sort of when they've been interviewing Jacket over the last year saying, Do you think it's a risk keeping you in charge with your terrible substitutions and <laughs> yeah, lack yeah. of tactical mm-hmm. knowledge and the apparent need to play 14 centre midfielders in every single game? <laughs> no one's been asking those sorts of yeah. questions, mm. but then as soon as a new man comes in, it's like, Right, hit him straight away. And I never really felt like anyone's it's, ever gone after Jacket. It's almost a test. I think it's almost a test for a new manager, especially foreign managers, yeah. to see how. They do with the press. I think it's like they talk about Ranieri straight away. He almost built this bond with yeah. the press, and they're mm. always on the side shaking everybody's hand. Mm. And it's almost like if you can get the press on side from day one, yeah. they'll be kind to the season. I think perhaps, like Roy just said, they just almost saw his record, thought, right, here's the main Yeah, as was, long as he yeah. can turn that round yeah. and back it up with results, the press will be loving all the funny yeah, and jokes so, right. and the quirks he'll come out it's, with. It's a strange comparison, but it, just while you're describing that, I remember when Klinsman came over for the first time and he got ridiculed for his old diving in, in, in the World Cup. And then, you know, he asked where the nearest dro- uh, diving school is and then he did a celebration. And that's the way to get people on side. So I think he's way of getting people on side will perhaps not be so defensive although you yeah. think he may well be and embracing you know what people expect of him and, and playing up to it um, and, and, I, and I think I think you're, you're right in terms of um, it'll be interesting to see if the press drop their, their guard of him I know they have to kind of play it safe with the manager and it works both ways and you know Expressing Star in particular I remember the promotion season when they were banned from giving interviews so I think they have to be careful what, how they approach um, Zenga but it, it, it'd certainly be good copy uh, for them yeah. <laughs> um, I still feel a bit uneasy about this shy she sorry I keep saying shy she I think you might be Bond No, I think it's probably it's probably just lost in translation. And I don't probably, think it's convincing. Is yeah, it? it's, it's probably obviously it's probably a brand new experience talking mm. to the press so frequently in what's going on. I don't know the whole change around about jacket very quickly. I know he was going to go, but it just seemed very very go. Yeah, we're going to back it. Oh no, by the way, it's going to go. And I, there's something like Roy said, just at the moment, not as convincing about him. And I think once I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. Once the new chief exec comes in, who will probably run it day to day, you'll probably see Shy once in a while. Then probably okay. But I don't know. There's there's just something. I but, think I'd yeah. feel more uneasy if it was one. So let's, for example, the Mister Robin Lee. If yeah. he had took over just himself, he owns the whole football club. Yeah. And he's come out and said, right, we're keeping Jacket. Definitely keeping him. And three days later, he's sacked. But it's it's not Jeff Shee. He's not the yeah. he's not the owner. He's not he's part. He's basically the face yeah. of a group of people. But he's like the representative. He's yeah. like the middleman. Though, yeah. so surely he'll go back to Guang Guangjiang, is it? Yeah. And then come back again. And I, this, I think that's why I think golfing always when you yes. get a chief executive is properly doing day to day. But nothing against Mr. Shee, of course. No, I I, I think he'll be quite pleased when someone comes in, and then as he's mentioned, he won't be spending. Did he say a quarter of the year of he spending here, yeah, for, yeah. for example? So he's it, a public face a bit, and you have to respect the fact that things can be lost in translation. And he's, and he's a difficult position because, again, he's someone that the press are going to, um, you know, pick up on on, on his every word. Um, but um, yeah, he, he does, he's not a public speaker, but that ultimately is not his job, really. That's why you get your chief execs and you, you know, for, for Moxie's fault, you get someone who's articulate as, as Moxie and or deliver for you. And um, I think there's obviously you know. been some meetings behind closed doors and they've been discussing how the transfers are going to work, and Jacket's mm. not agreed with it. 
Yeah, it could, it could easily be Jackie's just yeah. gone. Actually, I don't think it's going to work for me. Yeah, I, th- I, I would say that's how it's gone. They've yeah. sat down and they've gone. Look, okay, we we know what needs strengthening. This is this is how we're going to run the recruitment side of it. We're going to get all these players in from Benfica, pretty much, and elsewhere. And Jackie's gone. Well, I don't want that. He must have said, "I want some proven players in." But yeah. this is the route we're well, going down. We was linked with players like that Marshall um, from Blackburn, weren't we? And I can imagine he's probably pitched him and Chris Wood. <laughs> and of course Chris Wood obviously and been yeah. shot down and felt how much, am I really in control of this club anymore I yeah. think that's probably how it's come down I think you're spot on um, just talk about his, his playing style this is uh, George Rinaldi who you may know on Twitter if you're on Twitter he, um, he's a European uh, football writer but mainly looks at Italy um, so someone asked him about what's his kind of like his playing style like and he said uh, he play, uh, this is at Sampdoria uh, he played mainly with a 4-1-4-1 or a 4-5-1 with High flying wing back, so a lot of so a lot of held up wing play, allowing uh, an oncoming runner. Uh, they focus mainly on counter attacking play, getting from defence midfield attack in little passes as possible, but are happy uh, to find a rhythm. Uh, found it hard to manage big egos in the dressing room. Likes to move players around to fit a system he wants, then reverts back to, back to apologising when it goes wrong. So jacket then, <laughs> jacket. Yeah, that sounds like jacket. It does sound a bit like. And I think he, he in the press conference somebody asked him about you know you're going to do like entertaining football and he, I think he, yeah. he gave a very clever answer in terms of well they can't really I think everybody I think whether it was the press conference or the Wolves player interview afterwards but he almost seemed to allude to say well that's what everyone wants to hear but you can't guarantee that well, yeah. winning football matches is entertaining isn't it people yeah. if we're winning games people no, find yeah, it a lot no more entertaining than it is it's like his 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 demeanour will be fine as long as we win. Of course it will. Yeah. If we open day of the season, get a nil three against Rotherham or three nil loss against Rotherham or someone, then and that carries on, it's going to change pretty quickly. I think it's similar with a lot of managers that have got big personalities. Like mm. I think I found this exactly the same thing with McCarthy. I found him funny. I really <clears> liked his like quips in press conferences yeah. until you start losing matches, and then it just becomes dour and like. Yeah. Bullish. So many people think about Holloway. He yeah. was, he's 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 a great lad. Yeah. A lad. Yeah. He just needs to have a re- and then when what is winning, but then when he's losing, getting relegated. No, yeah. Then the jokes don't seem to be so, seem so funny anymore. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm fully on board with him. Absolutely. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm I'm just in the back, and I got my seatbelt on, and he, and he can tell us when he wants to go, and you know, I won't argue with him. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, Alex, you know. Alex Moore keeps saluting on Twitter, but he doesn't look like a man who go up town on Friday night. He would pull very easily, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would. Going to Pot World. Yeah. Would, Pot World would be yeah. his oyster. He literally mm. just has to wink and um, do like the good at someone. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Don't look at the taxi. women. <laughs> okay. Right, so let's talk about signings so far this season. Now, in the last what, four or five days, Wolves have already made four new signings. Uh, those signings being Costa, Silvio, Taxiera, we're going to say. Taxiera. Taxiera. And Bod Varson. Um, no, four plays in, three on loan. One a permanent signing for one million. We're using Frozen's money well, aren't we? Is Sylvia yeah, not permanent? Yeah, Sylvia's so permanent. permanent. But, oh, sorry, yeah, that's a permanent, but that was a one free. Yeah, yeah, one year. On a one-year contract. So two from Benfica, one from Atletico Madrid, and... One from Kaiserslautern. Kaiserslautern. Well played. Well played, good pronunciation. I would have messed it up completely. We'll talk about him in a bit. 
but this is the, the, the other three firstly very you could think they're very Mendes yes I definitely involved. that yes. what do we what have we found out about them what do we think of them because uh, I think we were talking before the podcast started Silvio is uh, bar injuries he's supposed to be quite highly rated yeah as they what, all are from what I've seen very highly rated but one nil essentially is what I've heard um, and he's good on FIFA if that means anything. I think someone, I think it was Rich, um, sent a screenshot saying he's got like a 78, 79 on FIFA. And that's it's the incredible. real quiz, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but what's his football manager stats? <laughs> I do have the football manager stats. <laughs> someone sent them in, so keep talking about players and I'll buy them. But he, so, Sylvia, talk about Sylvia. He, he's obviously, he's come to the good pedigree. Um, how many caps? Is it six or eight caps yeah. in Portugal? Now he hasn't played for there for a couple of years. He's equally adept to right or left back, so like it. As in a way, kind of Dennis Irwin was can play at either either fullback position. Um, got some trophies behind him. I think he's got a Europa League and the Portuguese leagues and Spanish Cup. I think something like that. Um, he's going to be a solid performer. He'll be experienced. Obviously, the injuries are a concern. How many games has he played in the last couple of about fourteen games? Yeah, something the last couple of years. Um, I think that one's relatively low risk though, with it only being a year. Yeah, yeah. For, for, yeah. yeah. It's I, a clever deal. So. Yeah. And, and ultimately, we know fullback is a position that that we're desperate for. Well, in my opinion, certainly, you know, I, I don't think Dewitt is a long-term choice at, at, at left back. I also I would like to see moved into to centre half potentially. So I think it certainly was our, not, I wouldn't say cover, but you know, certainly we need competition for places at fullback. So whilst he's highly rated, he has injury concerns. And um, we haven't seen a lot of him because of those reasons. Um, if we can keep him fit, then absolutely, I think you know, could be a real coup for us. Um, he played in Champions League this year as well, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, last season, yeah. just gone. Good looking guy, as well. extremely. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. extremely. Him and Zenger in Potwell. Yeah. 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 If we get to Twitter corner, we've got a very good question in relation to that <laughs> later on. Uh, let's do Silvio's football manager stats. Yes. Firstly, so he's breezing on through stats. I can see these top three, top three stats. Are tackling at 15, which is always good. There are a few 14, so I'll just pick out uh, a random one. Uh, the first 14, technique. Okay. You, you would think that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. there's another 15. Yeah. I missed out the other 15. Off the ball. Very yeah. good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Underrated. So his, his weakest three, which he needs to improve this on. Is his name? His left name. Finishing. Mm. Well, we'll, give, we'll, let, we'll let that one slide, yeah. shall we? Um, another one is free kick taking, so don't ask him to take free kicks. Hodgson would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, jumping reach. Jumping reach. Jumping reach. Yeah. I can live with all three of those. So he sounds like, like a very European hipster technical foot defender. Favourite foot. What's his favourite foot? Uh, Favourite foot. <laughs> the one nine cast. So, <laughs> uh, preferred foot. Either. Oh, ah, that's, that's not really a preferred foot. <laughs> <laughs> and his personality, just to make sure he gets on in the dressing room, balanced. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. <laughs> so that's Silvio Costa. He's a uh, season long loan from Benfica. Um, again, he seems to be another highly rated, but was he in the Benfica B side? Is that. We, we believe so, yeah. I mean, we're just getting to know these players probably like everybody listening, yeah. if we're absolutely honest, and, and we'll know a little bit more as the season unfolds. But um, again, uh, you know, ultimately, 
I'm pleased that it's in a position which we need we need strengthening. And as you say, he was in the Benfica B side, and then he's played in the top level of um, the Portuguese league as well. He um, played for Monaco last year. He held a Costa. Yeah, held a Costa. Yeah, Costa. Sorry, I might be getting my players mixed he, um, up. Then. So he played 25 times last year um, for Monaco. Done 15, 15 of them were starts. Got three goals, two assists. So, but I mean, he did. I did see that for the first. I think quarter of last season he had a metatarsal fracture so it was a bit slow getting started so, but apparently he's look, he, we've been told and what I've read he, he's a bit of a coup for us to yeah, get, to get yeah. in he's, he's going to really be a standout player yeah, people that are much more well versed than any of us in Portuguese football mm. Have, mm. have sort of said out of the players that you've signed he is going to be the one that could potentially really light up the league well the proof is in the pudding in football managers that's of course, gentlemen. Wow, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So he's best down football manager uh, at 16, his pace, which is always good for a winger. Uh, we'll pick up another 14, because that's the next one, dribbling, 14. Just okay. what I'm looking for. Yeah. And finally, another 14, determination. Excellent. Yeah. So he's going to mm. do fast, fast dribbles. <laughs> <laughs> his weakest three stats, which were all six, oh no, one to five, actually, so five long throws. Five, remember that, that. handling, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, heading is a six. We're going to be okay. We're not going to expect him to dribble down the wing, heading the ball, (laughs) no, we? Yeah, (laughs) and uh, finally, marking six. I also got that, I think, as well. (laughs) (laughs) And if you need to know his preferred foot, left, good. And if you want to know his personality. Fairly loyal. Oh, fairly. fairly loyal. I'm not fairly sure, sure about that. Fairly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have the football manager stats with the two, so we'll just have to oh, guess those. Uh, <laughs> no, no, today, as of Tuesday, confirmed with Texier, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, another Benfica loanee from Benfica B. Yeah, that was the one again. I think I was referring to, yeah, sorry. So, again, perhaps lesser profile. And um, what's his. Uh, is he centre midfielder, do you believe? Think so, oh, yeah. yeah to say. We're just. Lakes the party on this one. Not that we need him anymore, but um, you know, he's again. He's he must be highly rated Benfica because they've just gave him a six-year contract. Yeah, really. Yeah. So I mean, the chances of him staying here after this season would be slim. Or so, him so, or signing him permanently yeah. would appear slim. So just get. We've got, we got the money there for him. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. So just they they obviously see something in him. They haven't played him much recently. Well, the next six years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like just. He went on loan to some other team, which I can't really pronounce, mm. some of the Portuguese team. Yeah. And, um, I think he played five or six games for them, but got a goal and an assist, I think. So, I, I don't know, Would he? is he like a direct McDonald's replacement? I think, I think that's the way it'll go, yeah. Uh, yeah, mm. he'll be playing alongside Price or Savile or something. I would argue that Benfica B have probably got more technically gifted players than we have at the moment, so I've not got a huge yeah. issue with us no. taking players from there. No. The Icelandic prince is dead. <laughs> All hail the new Icelandic prince. God Varsen, you are our new hero. It's a mantle that you should embrace. I really don't want that to happen. No. I'm no. fully against <laughs> it. It's like a table split here. On that all, it's like I put on Twitter before though. Be reading like four or five yeah. at home, and the whole South Bank does it. Yeah. No one's going to complain. There's no yet. turning back no, after no, that. No, no. No. So, Bob Forsen signing from. Close to There we go. Uh, on a £1 million 
Feet striker six foot three, so it's almost like it's that mole that Jacket's been desperate for yeah. for ages. Mm-hmm. That tall striker. There's been a couple of YouTube compilation videos. Apparently, this is one goal I haven't seen yet, which is incredible. So we'll, we, we can all find this video later on. Um, doesn't sound like a Mendes player. This sounds like it could be more of a farewell direction. You would have thought. Played for Iceland in Euro 2016. Did he did he score the goal against Austria, Austria in the Austria. knockout, or was that in the group? It was in the group. Ah, right. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's still a goal. Yeah, it's still a goal. Take it away. He's had many goals in his career so far, or for his last good from what I heard. He's been, been playing fifteen. He's been playing out wide for Kaiserslautern quite a bit there, from what I've seen. He's a regular, he was a regular starter for Kaiserslautern. I think he started all fifteen of his games. I mean, let's not dwell too much on his low international scoring rate because I dare say, Iceland strikers don't see much of the ball no. in general terms unless they're playing England, of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I think it's like about two in twenty-four for Iceland, yeah. but let's not dwell on that too much. Well, I seen someone was saying about when we signed Frankowski, he'd scored a hundred goals for Krakow in less than two hundred yeah. games. So yeah. let's not pay too much yeah. attention to scoring records. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, we we have been wanting a, a target man for a while, hence Jacket's relentless pursuit of Chris Wood. So this guy fits that mould. Mm. He's going to be the foil. Well, he's going to be the knockdown man for like a Joe Mason. Yeah, or a Tico. Or Ridico wins back. That seems the obvious tactic yeah. at the minute. I don't know if that's like Zenga's preferred choice. He's to play with the target man. He's got one there. So, um, what what you can say is that a fair play to the board. They know exactly where we need to recruit players, and they've gone out and got them all. Yeah. For every single position where most fans will say, "Yeah, we need one here, here, and here," they've gone out and they've covered it. And that's how shocking that <laughs> that, that baby cup was. Like <laughs> that, very shocked yeah. or very very appreciative of their signings. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anything about. Um, is it Bodvars? Bodvars. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't say too much about him because I'm not. Yeah. I don't really know anything about him. I think. All, I think it's just the fact that at, you know, absolutely crying out for a striker. I think we we need what I would call a talisman up there, somebody to hold the ball up. And we've got some pace up, up front, of course, when Dicko gets fit. Ennis has had a good pre-season. Um, we'll have perhaps a discussion in a while whether or not he'll get a look in for the first game. But certainly, if, if it's the mould, as, as you've, you've all mentioned. So, you know, it's not as if we've gone out and necessarily signed a goalkeeper, for example. We, you know, we, we, it looks as if we've pinpointed areas of the, the pitch, you know, Fullbacks and wingers, where we've got people missing at the moment, and perhaps need more competition. We certainly need more competition up front. Um, so, yeah, exciting to see what it's about. Well, what I'd say as well, just just because I know because some some fans have been wanting some names, like proven championship names, coming like your Bamfords and Pritchards and everything. But I know a bit disillusioned that they haven't, they don't know who these players are. Like I guess just because we don't know them or they're unproven doesn't mean they're not any good. I mean, I know a lot of championship teams have signed quite a few. Random foreign players that turned out to be quite good. Mm. Like Brighton signed Toma Hemed, the Israeli striker. Yeah. He scored like 17 goals last year. And I couldn't even tell you where he was playing yeah. previously or how many, he was. How many people knew that Igala for Watford before they signed yeah. him? Exactly. Uh, but the, the one little danger is that a lot of these signings, again, feel very soul backing esque. Very random foreign mm. players coming in. And there's almost that danger of, I think I mentioned it last week, yeah. could you have a danger of two factions? You, you, your jacket loyalists, if there are any jacket loyalists in that team, and then you you Zenga boys, as it were. Mm. But in, uh, and if results don't go well, you've got these yeah. two. I, I could be completely wrong. They could all gel really well. Zenga could be that man to do. But there is. Uh, that's why I would like to see in these. I think he said he said five to eight signings in there, and we've got four now. I'd like to see a 
proven championship player. No, I, 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 I agree, and I, and I think let's let's be honest. Whilst we, you know, from our limited knowledge thus far of the players that have been mentioned, we're bringing in. We we expect a certain level of technical ability, for example. However, as we all know, the championship is a tough league, and statistically, if you bring in four or five players of a similar ilk. We we would be very fortunate if they're all going to be a success. Let's be honest. And so, like we sold that, you know, only really Sacco yeah. was a success, the standout mm. success. Everyone else, yeah. even Siggy, mm. was a failure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I would like to see champion. You know, I think we were linked to Nugent this week, weren't we? For example, you know, somebody like that would be fantastic. Mm. Um, and I think in terms of the, the factions, that, that that's good leadership. Ultimately, that that it, that will come down to. Um, skip back and it will come down to um, to Walter to, to lead the team and, and to have that, that collective team and um, I think yeah certainly I think we're still lacking a little bit of experience particularly in this division that might have asked him he doesn't know Siggy either I thought he might have known him he was, he was asked he says did, did Siggy did you ever well I didn't say Siggy but did you talk to Siggy the Arsenal beforehand and he says mm, no I've not spoken to him since ever is what he said <gasps> It's so like when you go on holiday and you meet someone from Wolverhampton and they yeah, speak you to you the best friends for someone. life. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. No, no we'll exchange my space accounts. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so like, and by the time you listen to this, we've, we may have signed some more people. We'll probably Another have, 11 yeah. o'clock signing. You never know. Now, all this takeover talk in, in the season actually made us forget that we're about to actually enter an actual season of football this weekend, gentlemen, at Rotherham. We're going to quickly go on to Rotherham in a few minutes, but I want to talk about this season in general. Who do we think will be the teams to watch out for for this season? Newcastle, perhaps, is going to be one of the obvious yeah. ones, yeah. but is there anyone in particular you think we should be watching out for, who you think will do well, and also Dark Horse? Is anyone you think might just come out of nowhere and do really well? I think, obviously, you can't look past Newcastle. I think Sheffield Wednesday will, go, will be good again. So I've got a good collection of strikers to pick from. I think they've got signed Steve Fletcher, mm. Gary Hooper and Fernando Forestieri's all good strikers, mm. certainly for this level. And Carvajal can do what he did last year with that playoffs minimum, I think, for them. Oh, Norwich, again, yeah. I think that Norwich will be up there. I think that's yeah. the obvious one. I, I'd put then Derby is another one who should do well, but well, I'm only putting that down to the fact they've got a decent manager yeah. in charge now. Well, Derby are the walls for the 90s now, aren't Correct. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just throw, keep throwing money at the wall and hopefully <laughs> yeah. some of it will just stick. Do- I was trying to think of dark horses, but well, I've, I think, I've got one, but I'll see if anyone else okay. says it. I don't know if it's a, a dark horse, but I think Leeds potentially. Yeah, I thought Leeds. Yeah, 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 we, 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 with, with Gary Monk, someone who impressed me at, at Swansea and I would like to see it if we were given the opportunity. So I think Leeds potentially, um, I'll go into the whole, you know, we all know they're a big club, let's put it that way, the whole, you know, um, and they're flattered to deceive over the years and they've they've had a bit of a maverick owner as well. But yeah, Leeds potentially, um, I thought Birmingham would have an opportunity, but they don't seem to have strengthened and they faltered towards the end of last season. So I think they could really struggle actually this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Villa, I think, is that a difficult one to predict in terms of could they be a, a similar side to we were when we went down? Um, Di Matteo, reasonably good manager, so yeah, potentially. Um, I, but in terms of ourselves, I genuinely don't know, and that's not sitting on the fence because who who really knows? I think 
if you would have asked me that question a few weeks ago, I thought we would have struggled with Jackie in, in, in the current um, position. Um, but it would have been dependent on signings, and, and I would have thought we would probably have maybe stopped up by default with yeah. being worse sides. Now, again, we could become excited, but it's just so, there's so many questions to be answered. So I don't know as to where we'll fit into it. Ben, any thoughts for teams this season? Who's going to do well? Uh, well, I agree about Leeds. I think Leeds will be decent this year. Uh, I think Huddersfield have got potential to do something. Um, and that's my dark horse. Yeah. Mm. We'll see, uh, but again, um, that that would be yeah. a real sort of dark horse. Yeah. Uh, I think Forest will really struggle this year. Mm. Uh, Are they even? I'm, I'm obviously just so Wolves biased. I don't really look at other teams' transfers much. Have they even bought? Well, they've been in the midst of like a takeover for most of the summer mm. as well. Remember the yeah, the let's not discuss. Let's not discuss that. Lawyers are ready. Getting ready. And and I think Villa will really, really struggle. Yeah. I think if they don't start well, then I think they'll really struggle. If someone like Forest, if if. Um, I think Asan Belonga's back fit now yeah. so a lot of rest on him I think if he scores goals I think they might be they might do okay mm. but without if he's if he doesn't fire if he doesn't get any yeah. goals then I think they'll be slipping down the table but Newcastle for me top two minimum for oh, yeah, they, I think they, they that can't would, yeah, anything they're the, um, the shortest odds in championship yeah. history to win, yeah. win the league but even, even top six would be a failure for them really yes, for a season. definitely Leeds Huddersfield I, just, I, I don't know what it is I think they've, they, they've bought a lot of play this summer there's, there's something about the Wagner revolution. Yeah, there's about something about it, yeah. it when you just yeah. think, I wonder whether they're going to take a lot of people by surprise mm. and do really well. Um, now, with what's happening over the summer and with Zenga uh, as a manager, it's really put a cloud over what we probably thought our predictions were going to be this season. If you were going to take a gut reaction now, if I gave you a pound, which I won't, <laughs> and said, Here, I would like you to place a bet now on where you think. Wolves will end up at, um, come May next season. What is your gut telling you right now, which we'll listen back to in the end of the season, see what you said uh, for uh, where Wolves will finish this season? Tenth. Tenth? Yeah? Oh, yeah, just. Yeah. Nice. Let's literally, literally straight in there, gut instinct. Yeah. Right, fair, what do you think? I rushed out behind Yeah, I was thinking around around tenth, but. <sighs> I'm just—we don't even know if, if we're going to have the same manager. It could—it—it it, it could be that we'd be on our third manager and then just <laughs> scrape the playoffs. So welcome back, um, Kenny Jackett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I think there's some real tough teams in that 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 league. Some of the, the teams we've mentioned who are certainly going to be more established you know, in terms of promotion. So I'd be very surprised if we were, we were top six. Um, so yeah, I would say just outside of the playoffs for us. Ben, what are you thinking? If I'd have had this pound two months ago, I think I'd have said bottom. Now I think I would say eighth. I'm going for ninth. So no one's really expecting us no. to really be big promotion contenders. Well, we're, we're asking a lot, aren't we? For I think it's players too much. to gel. Yeah, yeah. Just because of how poor I think we were prior to it. Yeah. So. Mm. We're asking a lot for these players to gel straight away. Yeah. If, if like. Helder Costa, for example, gets injured second game in, then we're back, we're struggling again. Which is going to happen. Which probably might happen yeah. now. Um, oh, you would say like the Watford season was the exception to the rule, really, yeah. where they had about four managers change every other month and still managed to finish second, I think. So that was just that was just that was that was insane how yeah. they could just throw all those players on the pitch, 
four different managers and still managed to go up. I don't think that's a rule to follow. No, no. I think that's just, my, that just seemed to happen. My argument slightly with sort of having all these managers is if it was a situation where like Kenny Jacket was the manager of the whole club, he did everything. Whereas now I think, like we've mentioned earlier, I don't think the managers are going to have as much influence. So I don't think it's going to be as big an upheaval if in two months' time... <coughs> sorry. If, you up. if in two months' time Zenga goes, I don't see it being as massive an it's, upheaval as yeah. it could have been. No, you, you're right. I think you've still got that continuity, haven't you? Because you, on what it should be, you should have that system in place. So if somebody does does come in, they'll all just pick up where they've, they've left off. Let's. We've got a bit more to pack in before the end of the podcast. Let's talk about Rotherham at the weekend. First game of the weekend. Yes. Football's back. It's back. <laughs> uh, Rotherham away. Uh, Alan, Alan Stubbs is their manager now. The yes, Burnley yes. manager who won the Scottish Cup last season. I'm surprised he didn't take Warnock on, but I guess perhaps Warnock didn't want to stay on. Well, that's why I've got Rotherham to go down Ooh. this year. Because I Ooh. think with it, they stayed up last year through, just because of the Warnock, Warnock factor. factor. Look at their squad, which I did today. Bloody awful, best squad. Guaranteed to not loss. So, yeah, <laughs> so that, that is, I, I do think we'll lose every yeah. day. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Just because of all these players having yeah. to bed in, we don't know how many of our players are going to start. What a new breed. What starting 11 then do you all think we will see come Saturday? You've got your standard Akimi in goal. Do you think what we want or what do you, what do you think we'll see? I think, what do you think? What do you think we'll see? Let, let's put a Frank starting 11 together. We'll have Akimi in goal. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. It's it's tricky, isn't it? Because I look at previous managers and at the start of the season and new signings during the summer. Typically, not all the new signings start. You know, you'll you'll flood a a few, and then there'll be a few thereafter. You know, you'll flood perhaps your number one choice. I mean, I've 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 tried to write it down today as I see, as you say, Ikeemi. We believe I authors perhaps injured as well at this yeah. moment in time, so subject to, to our oh, assuming well. I author's injured. <laughs> um, we you know, we would look at Silvio, Barton Horse, mm. uh, centre uh, half, Doherty, um, and then this has been amended slightly today with new signings, but I think you're looking at Henry, Costa, um I perhaps wouldn't say Edwards because I think he's probably been on the the fringes with his um his summer adventures. So perhaps Savile, Texera and uh, Bodvarsson potentially. No price. Um, potentially price, yeah. Price would price be the expense of I suppose. Um I think he'll play with Price and Texera yeah. sitting in and then he'll play. Henry, Henry Costa, Costa and Mason behind by Varson. Well, I've got, I've got, I didn't know he was injured at this time. I've, I've <laughs> it got, might not be. No, no, no. Well, I had some. I had Doherty and then be Bart and then Horse and then Silvio would be the left back. And I've got Henry. I, I don't think he'll play Texera. I don't Nothing. think he'll start. I think he'll have Price and Savile. Yeah. In the middle to start start the season mm. off. And then he, I don't think he, I think he will play Costa left wing because we don't have anyone else. Yeah. Then Mason behind Bob Varson yeah. up front. Um, do you think that? Do you think Ennis has a chance? So no, no. no. he'd be on the bench. No, yeah. 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 Be I wouldn't be surprised if he plays Cody. I think he's played a lot of pre-season. I think mm. so. We, we all kind of forget as well. There's a lot of this first team squad barely played pre-season. Yeah, he's played a lot yeah. of the kids throughout well, pre-season. I think Jacket basically sacrificed pre-season because he knew he wasn't going to be there. Mm. I think it was quite selfish actually. Uh, if I'm honest, because he jacket. I know. 
and I'm sure he's going to be spinning in his P45 now I've said that um, I was going to say Graves not dead um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to Cody uh, play I, I think we'll probably be surprised I think like Rai said we'll probably see a couple of these newbies on the bench yeah. come off yeah. I think Bob Varsa might be on the bench probably and come off and then again by this has gone online we don't know if we bought anyone else before the weekend I think it would be bold to play all of your new signings yeah. in the first game, none of whom have got championship experience. Yeah. You would expect a nucleus of the squad. And, and, but Ben's right, probably the tried and tested partnerships of someone like Price and Savile in the middle. The centre-halves will remain the same. And, say, Costa for, for purposes and Silvio as well. Um, I don't think he's really got a choice but to play Bob Varsen, has he? Unless he's going to play Mason and Bright, that's the, that's the two he's got. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be surprised if Bob Varson doesn't play because I just don't see who else he plays because he plays direct football. Yeah, I think I think he's I think him and him Costa and Silvio I think should yeah. should start. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I, I know I, I never thought that Texier would play. I, I, I definitely don't think he'll even come off the bench. I think yeah. he'll. We might find that some of these guys play against Crawley as well. Yeah, next Tuesday. Give them a bit of home day. Probably with the grand unveiling, yeah. the home unveiling. All that we lose stars. three, two in extra time. Oh, which more? Z- Zenga goes absolutely yeah. livid. <laughs> Even with all the all all this new influx of players, money, new manager, we still won't be bothered with the cups. <laughs> I can't wait because Zenga's talked about as being the biggest club in the world. On that first Tuesday night when he walks out. And yeah, 1,500 people in there. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> and there's just absolutely no one there. <laughs> Maybe I misjudge this. <laughs> I really want to see, like, full-time, glasses out of pocket, on head, walks off. Yes. It's a standard thing. We'll all copy it. Right, let's finish. Uh, oh, so let's do predictions. Predictions for Saturday. Okay. What's your gut telling you right now? First game of the season, everybody. Rotherham v Wolves, a Zenga era. Begins with a Adam. I think we're going to have a two-one loss. Two-one loss, and the single goal falls. Bodvarsson. Bodvarsson. Oh, gotta be. Gotta be. Who's your daddy? Bullet header as well. Yeah. Sigurdsson will be fuming if Bodvarsson's <laughs> 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 uh, Ben, we'll go to you next. Prediction as a gut telling you now. One-one. One-one. Single goal. Henry. Henry, right. My good me, he's going to go defensive. It, it, you know, I can't see his first game. Perhaps in terms of what we know about him, and um, he's, you know, I think he's probably going to be a little bit defensive. So I say no, 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 no. I'm yeah. going go for a positive one nil loss. <laughs> I, feel a bit, I feel a bit of a hypocrite actually because I was saying that Rotherham's got a bloody awful yeah, squad I, mean, I, just, I just said they were going to lose two one to him, but there you go. But uh, how long will these players potentially have had? To train together, you know, yeah, and so forth. And you know, that, it, is, that is the thing. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be completely collect, collection of individuals. And then you watch watch the meltdown on, on Twitter oh, afterwards, God, and telling every, and telling folks uh, into, "Where's this money? Spend <laughs> this money now. Get to Liska. Get to Liska." Right, let's finish off the podcast then uh, with quickly with Twitter corner. Your chance to send us your questions, wolves or non-wolves related. And we will answer them. And I, it's safe to say, everybody, that all the questions are basically non-walls related in some capacity. Uh, firstly, we start off with Dean Owlsmore, who is a very good forward thinker, who says, which new signings are more likely to turn up at Wolves Rumble this year or next year? Who's got the more wrestling physique about them? Bad Varsen. Bad Varsen. Got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. Got to be. 
I just the manager, isn't it, really? I, mean, <laughs> I think to, to, be, to, yeah, to, be, to be entry number 30 or, you know, or just absolutely clean everybody so out. Sure, you know? like, sure like yeah. Jeff Shee would be the Vince McMahon, mm. wouldn't he? He sits at the announce table until number 30 is called and he slowly gets up off the announce table <laughs> and he orders everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine saying you're throwing the last person over the top rope, cracking two beers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> And I think Sylvia will just get brushed off because he'll be sort of on the top rope with a robe around him, brushing his hair, and he'll just get nutted, I think, by his anger. Yeah. Sylvia is like the Tyler Breeze of this squad. Any wrestling people out there will understand why I'll put there. Uh, so next one, uh, which is about Bod Varson. Uh, Daddy's hair out of ten. That is from Connor Brown. What does he mean his hair out of ten? I'm pretty sure it's a everyone, flat. Everyone check your phones. I think it's a hair, flat four. Yeah, it's, I, it, it's not, I don't it's, think it's impressive. It's not the golden locks of uh, Beyonce Glasson, is it? But here we go. That's his mm. picture that uh, Adam's showing. Oh, God. Four's up. Two? He looks like a poor action man, like what <laughs> you've seen, you know. And um, yeah. Uh, he's got a lot, he's still got a lot to it's learn. It's a poor effort. Yeah, it's it? a standard, nice, you know, consult, keep, please keep your mom happy haircut, isn't it? Please go and see James Henry yeah. I think there it looks go. worse because <laughs> Wolves have put like a flick of images of today's new signings. Yeah. And Tetsuo's got nice hair. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say we'll take two, right, out ten. Three and a half. Three and a half. Oof, I do. Yeah. Two and a half. Two and a half. I'll be generous. I'll give him a four. You're just <laughs> trying to curry favour instantly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. He must embrace the fan cast. He must come <laughs> yeah, on that mantle on. Uh, Mikey Burroughs, friend of the fan cast, says, now that Siggy is gone, who is now going to challenge James Hendry for best hair at the club? Is it obviously Sylvia? I think he's already got it. I think Sylvia's got it. Ooh. I don't bold claim. Yeah, I think it's might, might have a bit to more control than because <laughs> Lee, Lee Evans is back and you've got to think Lee Evans was a close I think there's too much control on Lee Evans <laughs> I think <laughs> Sylvia's got the balance yeah. that I'm looking for is anyone going to challenge James Henry this year has Helder Costa got a picture up in the Helder Costa's got a very good Scott Goldborn yes. height yeah. off isn't it even, he even more yeah. height I think it's difficult off. to compare the two they're very different styles <laughs> <laughs> Helder Costa's got my vote really oh that's not him no <laughs> I don't think Health Cross is on Twitter. Oh, well. Let me, um, in any case, he gets my vote. Find a picture on here, although it's a bit cropped. There's a picture there. It's a bit cropped, but you can tell the See, it, height. It could keep going. For the it height could, could keep going past the top of the photo. He gets my vote. Um, right. Anyone who thinks it's going to challenge James Henry? Well, James Henry is unchallengeable. Do you know what? I always find the hair question difficult for obvious reasons. <laughs> but then, at the same time, I should be quite an expert, really, because if you've got it, then you've got to appreciate it and look after it and prune it. And I'm a bit disappointed when people who do have hair, perhaps, you know, your likes of... um it to their fullest. You know, yeah, you know, of Bodvars. And it's just really just... It looks as just if he doesn't, it in, he, doesn't, he doesn't even deserve to have hair, really, you know. He's just been, he's just been planted there. So, for, I think Silvio, we'll go, we'll go with Silvio. Um, I think, naturally, he's got that deep set. <laughs> Ben's lost, by the way. Benny's lost yeah. with the laughter. So, Silvio's got that, that European-style, dark, smouldering hair. Um... Yeah, yeah, so uh, Sylvia, let's go with Sylvia. Sylvia yeah, Ben is gone, everyone. Ben is gone. Um, I think it's going to be Sylvia, and perhaps we might mm. need to do some kind of vote that Sylvia 
just cha- like like in The Simpsons where he gets the glove slap and challenges James Henry <laughs> to a hair duel. <laughs> uh, uh, magically, magically said, "What's the best thing for a crumble?" I'm not a fan of uh, desserts, so I will uh, pass. Pass. I'm still not fully back in the game yet. thing to say. Oh, I don't. Stop. This is a man who's never had a, a scone. Yeah. No, oh, he's wow. never had a scone. Oh, man. I've got, I'm going, 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 going hard, I this year, so if yeah. I remember, I'll bring one back. Yeah. And we can have a live scone eating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about for eating? Just go. Decent. It's not really normal. Cool. Uh, crumble best winnings. Got be apple. Apple, apple. Yeah. custard over the top. Yeah. Classic. I agree, right? Classic there. Yeah. Are there any crumble commercial? Homely. Feel isn't it apple? Apple yeah. balls. No, no, no. So rogue rhubarb. Yeah. Oh, apple but with also with ice cream on top as well. Yeah, oh, no, no. The old hot and cold clash <laughs> on the dish sort of thing. That's, that's what I like. Uh, a bit more of a serious question from Steve Welling. He says, oh. "Will the heart of the, the moment <laughs> really, <laughs> really?" I think you've got the wrong okay. questions. Yeah. Um, will the heart of the club be ripped out with foreign mercenaries coming in soon? I think we've kind of alluded that. We talked yeah. about how is there a danger that we're going to have kind of too many players that don't fit into what Wolves is. Because I did feel that with Under Jacket, yeah. the players we had, there was a very much a connection between fans and player. You could have, you can yeah, still have quite a bit of a, a Twitter, a Twitter we crater. Yeah, because they had the same ability as we did. Yeah, they were very relatable in that yeah. sense. So I, I think, on a, ser- on a serious point, and I, and, I, and I think perhaps going on to a little bit further there, we know that the academy's done fantastic and it's been built up. So what we don't want to see is young players coming over who potentially are bang average where we might have a promising young player in the side who we can get behind. I'd sell my soul to in the Premier League. <laughs> young players, well, young yeah. players coming yeah. over here, taking I, their position. And, yeah. and I'm <laughs> taking just their central positions. So the perfect like heel move, just as we're about to win it, I'd knock the academy down as well and just sign <laughs> like, 10 players. <laughs> Just stockpile young From players. Ben C. Yeah, I'll just go full, full hog. Yeah. So yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> I don't Adam. care. Adam. Uh, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I, I fully, I fully agree with the consensus being. Well, I fully agree with Ben to saying that I don't. I think we could have a team full of eleven. Dominican Republicans as long as we win the Premier League <laughs> I don't, well I don't think we'll win the Premier League with 11 Dominican Republicans you never know they're called Dominican Republicans is that what they're called Dominicans someone let us know someone let us know I'll think it'd be mm. Dominicans Dominicans yeah. um, uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> not, not Republicans <laughs> it's all different though uh, and finally anyone what's the best Zenga Zenga song We've heard. Has anyone heard any Zenga songs recently? That's a no. <laughs> it's a strong no. No. Uh, no, tell no. us what you, you think us. is. You tell us, yeah, yeah. yeah We're not going to reveal ours just yeah. yet. I you did, tell us. I did hear one, but I'll discuss it after the mics are down. Ah, there we go. Late night fancast. <laughs> That's that for. Um, and just one final uh, thing on the our live podcast from a couple of weeks ago from last week, which you can still listen to on our usual channels and YouTube. Nearly every single comment we got after it was recorded. Why is there a guy that sounds like Frank Skinner on the show? Have been made for? Oh, he's your nice. I did get it and I got a few messages actually. Um, what, abusive messages? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not in nowhere near like the Tim Spires um, category. So, yeah, yeah. It has, been, it has been said before. 
Um, I've got nothing really to add about that, to be honest. Yeah, thank you. But no, thank you for the messages because people enjoy the live shows. And you could be listening to Frank Skinner. This could be a real heel turn where we've gone to yeah. wrestling where actually Frank Skinner is on the fan cast. The biggest band in the world. Yeah, Frank yeah. yeah. And you never knew. You, you never, never knew. We'll get. We'll try and get Frank Skinner on one week. And say it's Roy. Yeah. And see if that ever happens. So uh, I could fill in for him. Never, never saw them in the same room. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, just before we finish, I don't know if anyone else saw it on Twitter, uh, but we may have been able to capture an appearance of New Edition on the Fancast one week. I did see that. Yeah. Excellent news. He said mm. when we said to him, "Why don't you come on?" He said, "Why not?" That's enough. Face. Yeah. We're getting Dicko on the podcast. We'll take that as a yes. yes. We're getting Dicko on the podcast, mm-hmm. everybody. Does that mean we're friends with Dicko? I, I would say we're best friends now. <laughs> BFFs. I'm going to turn up randomly to his house to go, well, we've got a microphone. He said, why not? Uh, and that's where we'll leave this week's Wolves Fancast, our first proper one of the season. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Follow us on social media, type in Wolves Fancast on different channels, you find us there. Um, and you can download and subscribe the show via iTunes, search for Wolves Fancast, and you can listen via SoundCloud as well. We'll be back next week to talk about the games against Crawley and Reading. The Zenga Revolution is in full swing, but how long will we enjoy the ride? For this week, it's bye from Adam. Bye-bye. Bye from Rye. Goodbye. Bye from Ben. If you've got to the end, thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks very much. See you next time. <laughs>